Welcome and good morning. It is December 30th, 2023, our last show of the year. You are listening to All Out Law. I'm your host, Attorney Kyle Wyatt of Wyatt Law and Associates, located at 2347. Uh, one of those, 2047, You'll find it. It's it's somewhere. No, I had somebody, uh, I was uh, on the phone this week, and they were asking, uh, you know, just confirmation, you know, you know, for your ID, whatever, your address, or 28, or, you know, just try one of them. It's bound to be one of them. But I think it's 2847 South Inger Mill Road, Unit C, 101, Springfield Mo. open Monday through Friday, handling all of your family law and traffic law needs. It is, uh, it is good to be with you guys. Last week, we had a, uh, a show we shared with uh, Dust Dad Wood and our very lovely producer, Sarah. How you doing, Sarah? I'm good. How are you? We get to have you for a couple weeks. Yes, sir. That's great. Um, and you know, I've been biting at the bits. You know, we we've been doing all these holiday stuff. You know, the week before that, we had Judge Evans on. You know, Christmas deal. But Christmas is over. All right, we're getting ready to spring into a new year. And uh, what I enjoy doing every uh, the last show of every year is uh, to uh, the focus of the year that was. And what better way to do that than uh, uh, listening to uh, the, uh, the, uh, the Festivus Report of 2023 by Senator Rand Paul. Festivus? What, what is Festivus, you say? Well, listen to this. Welcome, newcomers. <laughs> the tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're gonna hear about it. (laughs) And so, Senator Rand Paul uh, has started this little festivus of uh, wasteful spending. And I I, I was talking to Sarah before the the show. I I don't know why we don't have more uh, elected Congress folks, whether it be representatives or, or senators, uh, not take the same approach, take the same type of passion, the same type of concern for runaway spending. It is it is something that is real. It is something that has been happening for years, decades. And it's not slowing down. It's like, and I would love, I would love to have someone in DC explain to me. I, I would. I would explain this to me that you, you look at the the numbers of of, of the debt that we're in. I don't even, I don't even want to venture to guess what it is. What is it, like thirty one trillion now? Uh, maybe I'm low. Maybe it's higher than that. Uh, you know, I remember back in the eighties when we were worried about being in the billions of dollars, billions of dollars, and now, oh, that's 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 cute, isn't it? Billions. No, we're into trillions, trillions. Truly, it, it just is unfathomable the amount of money that we that we are in debt. Why I, I get concerned about it? You know, we're you know we're not an empire. All right? We're not out conquering other nations and, and and gobbling them up and becoming larger and the most dominant power in the world. But we are the most dominant power in the world. Uh, we are one of the most wealthiest, if not the wealthiest. Uh, nation in the world. And so in, in that respect, we are an empire. And we learn through history that most empires, one of the last great ones was, was the, uh, the Roman Empire. 
it was destroyed, not from enemies outside, but from enemies within themselves. They, they created it. They, 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 they set the, the, the atmosphere, the environment for self-destruction. And so I look at this, 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 this monumental debt. You hear politicians always talking talk about, you know, we've got to take care of this debt. Our grandchildren are paying. Now, grandchildren, good God. I'm, it's almost like great-great-great-grandchildren. Who will ever, when will, when will it ever be paid? Will it ever be paid? Is there a plan to say, you know what, United States of America, is never, is, 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 we're going to get rid of our debt. We're going to owe no one anything. Zero dollars. We don't owe that to the Saudis, to the Chicoms, to no one. Is that, is that, is that reality? You know, we are, we are so drunk and dependent on government money, government subsidies, it is destroying us, and, and it's as if we just are oblivious that it's a real thing. It, it's like it's almost imaginary. What is you talking about overspending? We don't overspend. That's all you do. And I, I listen to the Democrats, and they, and they want to talk about how Biden has, has, has approved this economy, that he's cutting our deficit, and all this other, it's just this bewildering thoughts that and I believe many of these folks truly believe it in their heart of hearts this is what they've been told they, 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 they turn on the TV they go on their internet sites whatever the liberals do and it's not the radio and 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 then they, 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 they take this in that that everything is okay that everything is fine that what we what we need is not to cut spending it is that we, we, we're not spending enough. See, we have all these ills. We have all these problems. You know, we have these racial inequalities. We, we, we have, we have the, these poor. We have, we have all these problems. You know, LBJ, remember Lyndon, Lyndon Johnson back in the 60s, wanted to try to be the next great Democrat. You know, you had Roosevelt, FDRs, uh, the, 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 you know, the New Deal, right? The New Deal. To get the the American people out from um, the depression, get people back to work, and LBJ wanted to have a have a grandiose idea as well, and they, and they, and they called it the Great Society. It was it was a war against poverty, a war against poverty, and what that created was the opposite. It was more poverty. Ghettos were 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 created and formed. Cities became, inner cities became unsafe. These grandiose ideas that if we just spend more money, that's the problem. We are not spending enough money. And if we don't have it, we'll just print it. Senator Rand Paul goes, how is 2023 already coming to a close? What a year it's been. Twitter is now X. What we thought were UFOs, uh, Chinese spy balloons, uh, were actually Chinese spy balloons. Uh, Barbie battled Oppenheimer in the box office, and missing F-35 jet flew over 60 miles without a pilot. 
It's safe to say that some big changes have occurred since last year's festival report. Last festival, we laminated over the national debt, reaching astronomical $30 trillion. Shocking. One short year, the career politicians and bureaucrats in Washington um, have, um, have have disclosed and have managed. I, I said $31 trillion. We're actually at $34 trillion in debt. Who's to blame for a crushing level of debt? Everybody. This year, members of both parties in Congress voted to raise the debt ceiling, which empowered the government to borrow an unlimited amount of money until 2024. As Congress spends uh, to re- uh, reward its favorite industries and pet projects, the American taxpayers are forced to pay the price through record high inflation and crippling interest rates. The same big spenders teamed up yet again to continue spending or sending America's hard-earned money to foreign countries and funding endless wars, all while ignoring our poorest southern border. And our amount of debt will continue to pile ever higher. The Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, predicts we will add an average of $2 trillion in debt annually, annually for the next decade, $2 trillion every year. The U.S. government will add over $5 billion of debt every single day. For the next 10 years, we borrow over $200 million every hour. This year, I'm highlighting a whopping $900 billion of waste. And we'll cover that right after the break. You are listening to All Out Law. Welcome back. You're listening to All Out Law. You got questions? You want to join the show? Give us a call here in the studio at 447-5743. Um, number one on the waste of 2023 on Senator Rand Paul's Festivus report. Barbie doll photo used to get COVID PPPP funds. Portion of the $800 billion that the government allocated this past year. The faces of the Barbie's dream world played a role in the fiscal nightmare that was COVID-19 spending. Government spending was already out of control when Congress approved $800 billion in COVID Paycheck Protection Program, PPP funds. As federal agencies hustled to get the funds out quickly, it came as no surprise when swindlers rushed to line up for their cut of the COVID cash. Some of us saw the writing on the wall and predicted that shutting down our economy and printing more money to pay the nation to stay home from work would be a fiscal disaster. But using Barbie's face as proof of identity God, to steal taxpayer dollars was not on my COVID waste bingo card. I Did you hear? Have you all heard about that? Where the people would use a, a, a Barbie face uh, to, to, to prove their identity. What was supposed to be an AI system to verify proof of identity quickly exposed the stupidity of the program. The verification system did not catch the images of dolls uploaded by fraudsters. Somehow, the Small Business Administration carelessly approved the applicants from Toyland and sent out improper COVID-19 PPP payments. Huh. Wonder how much money was spent and wasted on that. In the red, interest on our national debt is expensive. What do you guess the interest is uh, that is being paid, or at least being accumulated every year? It has to be being paid, right? In the red, interest on the on our national debt is expensive. Six hundred and fifty-nine billion dollars. Six hundred and fifty-nine. It doesn't take a genius to predict the dangers that come with spending money that the government just doesn't have. 
when the government overspent by $1.7 trillion in fiscal year 2023, meaning that they approved, they allocated $1.7 trillion. We don't have it. Meaning, and, and look, look, ladies and gentlemen, the, the government doesn't have any money. The only money that they get is the money that they steal from you and I. is legalized stealing. It's called taxes. And so they get to the, the, the take from you something they didn't earn. They didn't earn it. You know, regardless of what Barack Obama says, uh, you didn't build that road. You, know, you didn't build a school. Uh, it, is, uh, it is money that they didn't earn. So they didn't have an extra $1.7 trillion that they have stolen from us. So they spend it anyway. They spend it anyway. They make it. So when the government overspent by $1.7 trillion, we were left with a whopping $659 billion in interest payments. Can you believe that? $659 billion in interest payments. The U.S. Department of Treasury spent $659 billion just to pay the interest on the national debt. Because we don't have the funds to pay that, we have to borrow that as well. A large portion of that money that we are borrowing from is, guess who, from who? The Chicoms. We borrow from China to pay the interest on funds we can't afford or couldn't afford to the beginning to spend. Sir Rand Paul's 22 Festivus report noted, so last year's Festivus report noted the Department of Treasury spent $475 billion on interest payments in the fiscal year 2022. When the national debt jumped even higher this year, the interest payment went up $184 billion. Apparently, robbing Peter to pay Paul is not sound fiscal strategy. Well, I would not have guessed that. What about you, Corbin? Does this come as a shock, a surprise to you? Oh, no. I mean, I mean look, look what, I mean, Trump was bad about this, too. I mean, you know, Trump definitely spent money that, that he shouldn't, but I think he was pulling the reins back. Now Joe's just, uh, uh, you know, you, you want to go to college and you you want it all paid for? You know, let's just do it. I mean, we don't need to actually go through the process. He, remember, he tried to do that via an executive order. God knows how much money we've actually given to Ukraine. Uh, I mean, it's a disaster. Now, here's the one thing. If you really want this to change, because the one thing that you said was the government, all they do is print money. It's not their money. We're the ones that give it to the government at the end of the day. So here's what you do. You take your employees and you say to them, hey, we're not going to take out uh, any taxes or anything else like that. We're just going to pay you, and then you write that check to the government. And I think whenever people actually see how much money the government is taking from you, when they have to write that check, there's no debit card or anything else like that. you got to write the damn check out. Yeah, Make it hurt. And... I think you'll see things change overnight. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I mean, people are mad as hell because they're having to pay personal property taxes here in Missouri in December when they ain't got any money 
right now because they, I, I guarantee you, how, how the credit card debt actually went up that uh, this this December because nobody had any money, and there and they were actually saying how uh, people are hoping they can actually maybe get the credit card paid off in three or four months. Well, okay, that ain't going to happen. First of all, you know, you know, we'll, we'll make this payment because all of a sudden we got we got to shuffle the money here, we got to shuffle the money there. I mean, we're, we're, at the end of the day, we're basically doing what the government's doing. Yeah. And like I said, if, if you want this to change, don't take out any taxes, Social Security, anything else like that out of anybody's check. Make make your employees write that check to the government, yeah. and you and you will see people come unglued there. Yeah, I mean, I know Eric Erlison, he I know he gets phone calls. Yeah, he he doesn't have enough phone lines if we do this. All right, but you know, I I don't know, because <clears throat> there's another <clears throat> side of the equation, though. <clears throat> it's not just the people who are paying it. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's also how many people are addicted to it. You know, I, we 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 talked with uh, Representative Darren Chapel a few weeks back. Good show if you want to go on. Uh, uh, KSGF podcasts and, 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 and look at the previous show. But what we find is that when you when you have those in Jefferson City looking to cut and and uh, Representative Chapel uh, first year first year in office, I can't remember what number he said it was like eighty one million eighty four million it may not sound like a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, but it hadn't been done. And you always find these folks. Well, you can't cut that. How many of you remember uh, just earlier this year when when the Republicans uh, finally took took over in the House, uh, fired Nancy Pelosi as Speaker, um, and they were talking about government spending and 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 we're getting close to uh, government shutdown, which I don't know why everyone's so afraid of uh, save money. Um, they're talking about the, you know the Republicans were well, we need to we need to cut you know two percent or three percent or whatever. And you had those in the Biden ministry. What do we can't cut that? You can't cut that. You can't cut that. I mean, it's, it's, it's there. There is nothing that you could cut. It's all Sarah Jock Schumer. These are all necessary things we have to have. And that's what I like about Senator Rand Paul's Festivus report because it shows us no, we haven't even got to the most ridiculous things yet. But it shows us that that that, that so much. Of the money, the hard-earned money that that you you and I go to work, make that paycheck, right? You get you get compensated for for your efforts, your time, your skills, and then the government says, "Oh wow, think of this!" And then now we're just going to blow it on whatever we think. It's madness, Benny Stratford. What say you? Uh, they're doing all this on purpose to destroy America. Uh, this is part of the reason why they cheated in 20 to get Trump out of office because he was stopping all of this printing money, flooding the economy, and giving it to other countries. Yeah. Partly to destroy America. They're following Clyde and Pivot's eight steps to destroy America. It's all being done on purpose, and they're, they're, they're trying to bring America down for the Great Reset. And I just hope people realize that. 
Appreciate it, Bing, as always. Well, what did uh, Brock Hussein Obama say in 2008? He's going to fundamentally change America. Fundamentally, fundamentally change it. You know, if you were, if you were hell-bent to destroy something, tell me, what, 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 what would you do different than the, what the Democrats have been doing already? And not just the Democrats, Republicans. That you have, you have the other Republicans there in Congress in, in, in D.C. that have been there for feels like a millennia, who are just as equally a part of the problem, part of the same swamp, same issues. They just they have that don't give a damn attitude. Oh, they they talk a nice game during campaign season. Oh, we, you know, fiscal conservatives and we got to make sure that, you know, to get the Democrats out. But if you really appeal it all, right, get down to the core essence of it. Those Democrats and Republicans who are men in power, they're, they're the same. They're cut from the same cloth. They truly are. It's, it's a blight that has to be removed. And elections is the only way we can do it. Hey, we got to take a break here at the bottom of the hour. We're going to get some more of these uh, Fitzgerald's reports from Senator Rand Paul. Some of these may shock you. Some of them may just tick you off. We'll be right back. $33.2 million was spent to run Dr. Anthony Fauci's Monkey Island. What is that? Well... What's known to South Carolina locals as Monkey Island is Dr. Fauci's approximately 3,000 monkey colony. Did you know that existed? A monkey colony in South Carolina raised on state-owned island. <clears throat> the National Institute of Health, NIH, signed a $33.2 million contract with a local business to house, feed, and care for these monkeys before they're shipped to research labs around the country. The federal government established the colony in the late 70s, though the multi-million dollar contract to care for the monkeys changed hands a few times. NIH also paid millions to a large pharmaceutical company to maintain Dr. Fauci's Monkey Island. Monkey business is big business. Six million dollars to boost Egyptian tourism. Well, why not? I mean, we got some extra change. You know, that sounds like a good cause. Care to float in a hot air balloon around Egyptian ruins or travel down the Nile on a royal Cleopatra Nile cruise? Maybe touring the Temple of Qum or seeing an 1897 oil press is more your style. If so, Esna, Egypt might be the perfect spot for your next vacation. I have nothing against tourism, but U.S. taxpayers should not be the ones funding a tourism-boosting program in Esna, Egypt. Who signed off on this? Wait a minute. What what was that Menendez, uh, that Senator Menendez, who was uh, they found gold bars from Egypt uh, in his home? Maybe that's how that got in there. Uh, they're getting uh, some bang for their bunk. Uh, yet the United States Agency for International Development approved spending six million dollars to do just that, boost tourism in Egypt, which it promotes as a value investment in sustainable integrated tourism. When you don't have money, I, I, you know, I do this a lot in my practice. We'll do trials, and I'll have <clears throat> the opposing party on the stand. And uh, we, uh, we use these forms. They're called income and expense statement. 
it's a, it's a worksheet uh, that you, you put down. Here's my my monthly exp- my monthly income, right? Here my gross, and here's my take home. Here's what I actually have after I pay Uncle Sam. And then here's my expenses, my rent, my mortgage, utilities, food, yada, yada, yada. It always astounds me that the folks who say they don't have the money, right, I'm, I'm poor, I, I just don't have it, yet somehow find ways to spend, you know, four to $500 a month eating out, you know, four to $500 on entertainment, four to $500 on a cell phone, four to five, and it just, it just boggles my mind. Growing up poor, I know what it's like to be poor and how poor people should act. All right. When you don't have the money, you don't have the money. And, and so I, I call these people out in her hypocrisy. They, if you're saying you're, you're without funds, you're poor, then why are you buying these things? Why, why do you have this, this, this car that's worth, you know, $800 a month? Why are you doing these things that, 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 that people with money do? Not poor people. Poor people don't get to do these things. And that's the same thing with us. We don't have the money. So why? Why are we giving it to, to another country? Wouldn't that money be better used here? I don't know. I don't give the money to Branson. Give the money somewhere. I mean, if you're going to be spending it, why are you spending it to, to, to other nations, other countries? USDA's cutting-edge research, walking hot dogs. When you walk outside in the summer, you get hot. When Labrador retrievers are walked outside in the summer, they also get hot. Getting hot while walking outside in the heat might be obvious to you, but the United States Department of Agriculture, the USDA, allocated cutting-edge research funding to support a summer study that walked 16 dogs of two different colors and measured their rectal temperatures. Researchers found the Labrador's fur color did not affect their body temperatures after a hot summer's walk. That's it. That's a taxpayer-funded cutting-edge study. The Agricultural Research Service at the USDA, which funded the study at Southern Illinois University, received $1.7 billion. $1.7 billion. We don't know of that how much the dog study went to, but that's how much that university got from the United States taxpayer. $1.7 billion. Perhaps taxpayers should have Congress put USDA on a tighter fiscal leash. Department of Homeland Security training employees to be their authentic and best selves. One would think employees of the Department of Homeland Security, Cybersecurity, Infrastructure, Security Agency, that's a mouthful, would spend their time combating cybersecurity breaches and doing other security-related tasks. Think again. As part of a five-year diversity, equity, inclusion, oh, the DEI, don't you love that? An accessibility strategic plan, CISA or CISA employees gathered for a federally funded workshop where attendees focus on effective strategies to build and sustain physiological safety that allows individuals to show up to work as their authentic and best selves. Ironically, the workshop coincided with CISA's efforts to suppress protected speech on social media platforms during the COVID-19 pandemic. And even... Senator Rand Paul was censured at the behest of our government, speech minders. And all the while, I thought I was being my best self. So how much was that little waste? Huh? Any idea? Unknown. Unknown. They didn't put a price tag on it. We have no idea how much taxpayer dollars went to that. Not an idea. 
But we do know that a portion of $2.7 billion, that's with a B, $2.7 billion, went to study Russian cats on a treadmill. That's correct. We studied Russian cats on a treadmill. After having their brain stems snipped, Russian cats were forced to walk on a treadmill in Russian labs. This is all thanks to U.S. taxpayers footing the bill. Russian scientists funded with your money posted videos of their cat walk studies, which showed shaved cats hooked up to electrodes and struggling to walk on a treadmill. These cats were part of a $2.7 million National Institute of Health grant given to a researcher at the Georgia Institute of Technology in the U.S. The institute then subgranted the funds to researchers in St. Petersburg, Russia, a fact covered by White Coat Waste Project of 2021. How about this? That should be too shocking to you. The government paid $38 million to dead people. U.S. officials testified that another $38 million in COVID payments, an average of $83,000 each, went to people Uncle Sam knew were dead. The figures came from Special Task Force Congress authorized to track COVID payments from the federal government. Specifically, $10 million was paid to individuals who were already dead on the date someone applied for funding. The government doled out $1.3 million of your money to 30 individuals who were dead for at least a year. In what fraud inspectors deemed one of the particularly egregious examples. This was not the first time Uncle Sam tracked taxpayer funds to the mailboxes of the dead. By April 30th, 2020, the U.S. Treasury Inspector General knew $1.4 billion, with a B, Dollars was spent out to more than 1 million Americans who filed taxes in previous years and then died, yet still received checks intended as COVID stimulus payments. Not all the funds were recovered as dead people were are notoriously bad about paying up. The Department of Defense, $8,395 lobster take. We all know that the Department of Defense makes purchases for military operations. One would imagine weapons, ammunition, and tanks might be among those purchased items. But according to USAspending.gov, they aren't the kind of tanks you're thinking of. The DOD paid $8,300 for a lobster tank purchased from a restaurant equipment company in Springfield, Virginia. I understand military personnel need to eat, but does the DOD really need a lobster tank? I think we can all agree these aren't the tanks Americans thought their tax dollars were funding. It's silliness, guys. It's absolutely silliness. We know that. But it is this idea of fiscal responsibility that is at lost to so many of those in power. We've talked about that through, with guests throughout the show uh, this year and years past. When you have these bureaucrats who are, those are the ones who really are in power. It's like we've talked about here in the state of Missouri, we have term limits. Term limits for our House representatives, term limits for, for our state senators. And so when you have that, you have a little bit uh, of a disadvantage where you have folks who are kind of sometimes learning on the job. Not not there's there's very few. We, we, we probably need a lot more, but very few like like Representative Darren Chappell, who has the government expertise and knowledge and know-how uh, walking in day one of how things are working, how things are operating. 
Um, but to a lot of these representatives, uh, they come from all different walks of life, uh, maybe didn't have that kind of background, have that kind of knowledge. And so they lean on these bureaucrats, these government employees who, who are there full time, year round, 365 days a year. And, 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 and there's no term limit for them. They are there. They'll be there long after you're termed out or, or voted out. And so they feel secure in their job. Right. They can just kind of wade you out. You know, since I'll just, you know, we'll wait you out. We'll play this game a little bit. We'll, we'll slow walk a lot of things you want to do because <clears throat> in the in the in the end, they know they're still going to be there. They're the ones who run the show. That's why we have to we have to do government reform here locally, if, if, if not federally, because you have those problems. And and, and so the, the, this waste this government waste. That's where that's where it comes from, because if you're not a good steward, of, of the taxpayers money of your constituents money then you, you you start to think it's your money that you're entitled to it uh and that you know what's best for it and that's where we get these problems how to ruin millions of dollars in military equipment part one 89 million dollars worth of engines i know let's store your vehicle engine outside said no auto mechanic ever but that's just where the u.s army officials improperly stored 80 gas turbine engines valued at $89.16 million. Each of the $1.1 million engines were improperly stored for three years. Apparently, the code to properly store the engines were missing upon their arrival. So instead of putting the engines in the cover shed, they were left outside. At a million dollars an engine, why couldn't someone just call and ask for the code? Oh, my God. Did you hear, hear that? The code to properly store the engines... We're missing. So these engines were sitting outside, outside of the building where they could have been covered up. Three years that happened. Three years. These engines are now ruined. Ruined. Could you imagine ruining a $1 million engine, $1 million asset of yours? You go nuts. And we got to take a break. This is the last break of the hour. You are listening to All Out Law. You got any last minute questions, comments, snide remarks, feel free to give us a call here in the studio, 447-5743. Before we uh, pick back up on our government's wasteful spending, we did have a uh, call or text in. I uh, assume a potential divorce question. Asking about if we have an existing IRA prior to the marriage. And then during... Uh, during a period of the marriage, uh, both parties contributed some money into that IRA, <clears throat> but the IRA has remained <clears throat> in the name of the husband. <clears throat> and so, yeah, what the long as you 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 have it, um, you know, put her name on the IRA, uh, she would not have a, uh, a marital. It would be it wouldn't become a marital property. People can have separate properties prior to a marriage and. Uh, had they kept it separate, it would have been their separate property uh, all through the marriage and then and if there was a divorce uh, after. But people can lose that. They can lose it uh, by what they call is uh, commingling funds or, or um, if you, um, you know, put their name on it. So, like, if you had a bank account and, you know what, I want to show you my love and devotion, so I'm going to add your name to the bank account. Well, now, now you made a separate property and you've, you've – change this designation to a marital property. Same thing with, with land. Uh, if you had land that was deeded in your name alone and you uh, decided to put your significant other, your spouse's name 
Oh, now on the deed, now you've changed it. It's no longer separate. It's now marital. Um, and that's the damn thing of it. Now, with IRA or even land, um, they're not going to be entitled to like a 50-50 component of it, but they could be entitled to an increase in value. Uh, and so it's it's somewhat math, problem, equation, whatever, to figure out what the value of it was at the time of the marriage, before the marriage, and then what increase in value of it. And they would be entitled to that increase if they're using marital funds, obviously, to, to contribute to it. Um, so it's just, look, it's just not a good idea. If you, if you've spent the time, whether it's your 401k, whether it's whatever it is, retirement IRA, uh, land even, there's other ways to show your devotion to a spouse than say, you know what, what's mine is yours. I mean, it's just not smart. Uh, there's, there's other things you guys go in and buy some other land, you know, if you, if you want to, to jointly own something. Uh, but you know, if you've been, if you've been single for a long time or, you know, you've been building things up for a long time, uh, man, I've seen, I've seen, I think I've seen things go bad, you know, I had a guy who was a retired, uh, railroad guy, what a rich, you know, but he did a good job saving his money and he had a $400,000 in account, 400,000. Met his, met his bride, married her, put her name on the account. And surprise, surprise, two, three years later, she files for divorce. What happens to that money? Hmm? Well, law would state that 200000 went now is hers. She didn't, she didn't contribute to it. She didn't add any value to it. But by God, she put her name on that account, didn't she? Or he put her name on that account. So there's other ways to show your love and devotion, you know, Buy some flowers. I don't know. <laughs> but don't don't be, you know. And, and here's the thing. I, I tell this a lot. Of, I, I think I said this to somebody else just yesterday or the day before. You know, before you make a big decision, you know, maybe pick up the phone. Call a lawyer. You know? There's a console fee. It's worth it. hundred bucks. Worth it. Worth it. To figure out how to make the best move for yourself. Um... And then, and then you know, take that take that information and, and and do with it as you as you as you want. But at least you now have it. You know, you can make a you can make a, a a conscious decision. You know, an informed decision. You know what? It's worth it to me. You know what? Screw it. You can have my eight hundred thousand IRA. I love you. I'm sure it's going to last forever. How to ruin millions of dollars? Part two. Twelve point six million dollars worth of transmissions. Yeah, the Department of Defense Inspector General found the U.S. Army improperly stored 135 hydraulic transmissions valued at 12.60 million outside again. Outside. Uh, despite the requirement to be stored in a shed, over 1,000 officials told the Inspector General they simply didn't have room in the shed. Apparently, the natural next step is to store them in leaky and properly maintained long-life reusable containers. It was in the outside LLRCs that inspectors found transmissions stored at excessive humidity levels and among standing water and oil. Don't leave it on the rain. Seems like a simple and basic training. How to ruin millions of dollars of military equipment. Part three, $68 million worth of military tank and vehicle treads. The third and final example, until next year, the Department of Defense's ruining expensive military equipment revolves around military tanks and tank treads. 
the DOD Inspector General cataloged 117,534 vehicular track shoes valued at $68.29 million, left again outside in the open air. They were not covered or stored properly at all. The IG said over 1,000 military officials did not follow the military's own guidance on storage. The Bradley, Stryker, and Abrams using soldiers, along with the taxpayers to fund their vehicles, deserve better. At least we know they'll be in real military vehicles, not lobster tanks. Although, did you hear that Biden is 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 moving to get away from gas uh, military uh, vehicles? Get away from gas and diesel uh, and move to electric. That's right, be electric. They're going to be very efficient. It'll be uh, uh, it'll be a, a great war to see our, our tanks who can go. Uh, what do they, they estimate that they can go two miles maybe on an electric charge uh, and then they have to stop for eight hours, 10 hours to recharge. That's going to be very efficient. We're going to be the best military in the world. Thanks to Joe Biden. Uh, Real fake DHS's graphic novel about disinformation. Uh, the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, the Department of Homeland Security Agency that made itself the arbiter of misinformation during the COVID pandemic, created a series of graphic novels called the Resilience Series to help educate the public about misinformation. There's nothing comical about wasting taxpayer money to justify censorship of constitutionally protected speech. The first in the series was called Real Fake. It featured a foreign operation created to spread misinformation about a U.S. senator and an impact on U.S. elections. Misinformation is not a joke, but especially not funny when bureaucrats and the federal government are determining what is and isn't considered misinformation, all under the guise of protecting Americans. DHS's second graphic novel, COVID Disinformation, uh, DC Comics won't be adding these taxpayer-funded comic books from America's Cyber Defense Agency to their retro- repertoire anytime soon. Using the tired old trope that disinformation campaigns are a direct threat to our democracy, Sice has spent time and money telling people what to believe about COVID vaccines and helping to suppress debate and discussion about new vaccine technology and its potential side effects. I still see young people. How many of you still see young people out in the public, whether they're working or walking around, so wearing a mask. There, there, there's no obvious comorbidities about it, about them. They have been, they have been just in this this state of fear for so long. I don't think they know how to how, how to live any other way. I, I even saw someone walking outside with a mask. And you still have those idiots who, who drive in their car by themselves wearing a mask. And we all know the masks are, are ineffective. They don't work. They don't, they don't protect you from the virus. Disinformation. These numbers will make you scratch your head. They, 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 they make you mad when you, when you see just the, the, the amount of, you know, meth head monkeys. That costs $12 million. Yeah, they're setting meth head monkeys. Treasury pot of cash for political campaigns, $400 million. NIH's uh, Monkeys Casino, gambling for drinking water, portion of $3.7 million. CBA's ticket to backstage, $200 million. Studying COVID-19 misinformation on social media in black and rural communities. This was a study 
The government paid $3.8 million for that to study that. Dr. Fauci's transgender monkey study, $477,000 to study that. And then don't forget, <laughs> whoopsie, a proper federal payment of $236 billion with a B dollars. $236 billion. Look, it's just frustrating when you see your government care not about the welfare of its own people, its constituents. And, 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 and you have to understand, appreciate that there, you can't just keep going down the same path and keep doing the same thing and expecting a different result. It just doesn't work that way. We have these 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 subsidies, these 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 government programs that we have that people become reliant upon. All right. Well, there's Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. That was a promise that you look, you, you they take money out of your paycheck. Right. They kind of give you your, your own retirement plan. But that costs everybody. We just need politicians and they're paying paying attention like Senator Rand Paul. But not just paying attention to do it about this, but actually doing something about it. Guys, I hope you all have a fantastic New Year's. I wish you all the best days ahead. Until next time, stay tuned.